Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. After six long months of not being together in the same room, uh, the boys are back together doing a show from the, uh, the backyard of the Yankee Tavern. Dave, geez, it's been a long time since we see each other and been able to do something like this. Uh, how are you feeling, my friend? I'm, I'm doing excellent. It's a, it's a hot Sunday afternoon, a little smoky in Lethbridge, Alberta, but it's it's warm. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I've been uh, ready to record, lay, lay down some some audio magic with uh, with my buddy Brent in Yankees Tavern. Yeah, it's uh, been a long time. We, we, we almost beat the COVID thing. There's stuff going on. We, we won't get into that. But uh, summer, she's uh, winding winding down with the dog days of summer now. Baseball's uh, in their their end of the season coming up. 50 games left for each team, rough and dirty. You, you got NFL camps opening up. I want to start with the uh, – now that we've had a few days to uh, digest about the uh, – and listen to other people's thoughts about the Field of Dreams game. What's your uh, what's your thoughts? What have you heard about the, the game itself? And uh, now now that we've like I said, we've seen it all. What's what's your thoughts on how that turned out? So after we talked, like when we talked about it on Thursday, I hadn't seen a, a second of it. But then I did go watch the highlights and the and the pictures and everything like that. And you know, it was visually stunning. It was really cool to watch that player entrance through the cornfield. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, little long, you know, and I think, you know, it was nice to have Kevin Costner there too, but you know, I didn't need to see him standing looking around for five friggin' minutes. That was odd. It was a little, it was a little young. At the end of the day, it is a movie, but you know, it was, it was cool, but that part didn't, that didn't add to the coolness. It was, it was pretty neat. And I 100% understand why major league baseball wants to do it as a yearly thing. And I'm also behind that because visually stunning is visually stunning. I'm I'm for there being a game there every year, but I'm not for a regular season game being there. Why not do something to add some juice to the all-star game? Have the all-star game there every year. I I think you can't because the game was the game itself was so good and it turned uh what would be an average game in Chicago on a on a Thursday night that no one watches, it added to, to the spectacle because it was such a great game. If you could do something like the All-Star game from there for an extra out of bonus to fans, would that, I don't know, would that make more sense? Uh, I hear what you're saying, but there is zero chance of that happening money. happening because of money. Because, you know, the All-Star game is, once again, a corporate event. It's a two-day event. Um, you're not packing the seats for the home run derby. Yeah. Right? That, that, and that's a full gate. That's two full gates for the home team. Never mind the corporates and the uh, the convention centers getting rented out, the hotels getting rented out. Like in in Buttfuck, I, Iowa, I can't imagine. What's there's, the name of the town? I, wasn't it Buttfuck? Um, no, Iowa somethingville. It was in Iowa. What a, but know. nonetheless, there's a reason Iowa doesn't have any professional sports teams to yeah. to mention, right? There's unless you're going to do a Sturgis type thing, and I don't think they want to do that. Um, there's real no, the only economic benefit to major league baseball 
is the uh, the TV. And it is. It was the highest rated regular season game in 15 years. And so the All-Star game will never come there because A, it, it really can't physically host an event that big. Yeah. And B, there, there's no money to be made for Major League Baseball. Yeah. No, the, the whole event was great. It, it, was, it was one night of what's right with professional sports, what's right with sport in general. Having uh, the, the, the people, if you watch some videos on YouTube, the Yankees had one before their game today. Uh, a lot of fans that went to Dyersville, I think it was. That sounds right. better. Someone yeah. Dyersville, not Butt Buck. But, uh, and a lot of Cubs fans or, or, or White, White Sox fans were in the building and a lot of tears and kids. And that, the, the way they had it set up, they, the, the original field was just, just some some other corner. The field. movie set. The yeah. movie set. So yeah. kids were playing catch with their parents and stuff. And had, have a catch with dad and stuff and it was it was it's, it was what's, it's what's right with sports for one night and it it made a lot of it was, it was it was nice to see and you know what else was nice to see i think the players were genuinely excited themselves yeah and like this is cool and you know when you're when you're a major leaguer and have been through it and it's this game was special to them because it was different and it was cool and that's and that that relates to an all uh sorry an outside game for the nhl when they do it, the ice might not be perfect, and there might be a little bit of hiccups. But I think the players are genuinely excited about doing it because the fans are more involved. Everybody yeah. there, everybody in attendance is excited for the event to happen. And, and, and it's a calendar event for people who can't go to the game. And it's a regular season game, and it just adds some juice to it, like emotion, whether good, bad, indifferent. Like it's, it's a, it adds some emotion to a, a nondescript game. Like I said, like a game on a Thursday night in Chicago with the Yanks and the White Sox isn't going to get a lot of a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, what two teams would you have go to, to Dyersville? I think we'll, we'll call it Dyersville from here on in. Next year when they do it again, what two teams would you have going to uh, to Iowa to participate in the field of game? Um, Cubs and Cardinals. Midwest teams. Yep. Not not too far away. Division the, rivals. Division rivals. Two historic teams the, that have uh, – One's had a lot of success, one's not so much, but one's a little bit losers, and the, the Cardinals are, are, are a model franchise. Uh, another thing that's been great with baseball this week, which right with the game, the Little League World Series, it's only going to be American teams this year. Uh, snippets are coming out on TV, on YouTube, everywhere else with Little League kids going to the uh, going to Williamsport. Uh, our friend Moose has been to the World Series a few times to watch when we live down there. There's nothing better to me, but it, it marks the end of summer for me. It's, uh, I think it's great. Those little kids are going, they're playing hard, and there's some kids who haven't hit puberty yet, and there's some that really have. To me, the Little League World Series is uh, what sport is all about. And the one thing I like about it more than anything is I think the, 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 the parents, like when one team A or team B loses, the parents hurt a little more than the kids do. When the, when the game's over, the kids are like, Oh, that sucked, but let's go play ping pong. Yeah, there's a lot of tears, but you know, like just with everything, and when you're when you're a young person, the emotions run closer to the surface. So you're you're more sad and you're more happy, and tears might come from either one of those things. But then again, the next day you recover so much quicker quicker as well. Like just oh, well, that was yesterday. I'm still a little bummed about it, but you know, come uh, Tuesday and and uh, it's time to, to have a slingshot fight in the back alley. You're, you're doing that and having just as much fun as you were playing baseball in Williamsport. Well, that's the thing too, is it's uh, and then when they do go home to whatever town you're from, from Glace Bay, Nova Scotia or Fort McLeod, Alberta, your team team to wherever California to wherever Japan, when, when you go home again, you're a celebrity for, for a little bit for, and it, as a 12 year old or 13 year old, whatever age they are, you're the king of a third world country at that point. And it's a lot of fun. So you're like, you're on the front page of the paper. You're on the, you're on the, you're on the news, you're on everything else or whatever the different social media now, but you're the king for a little bit when you're that age, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah. You know, and, and I get, especially imagine some of these small towns, like, you know, like, so you are the, the hero, but in the small town too, when you go into the corner store or whatever like that, Hey, and then there is going to be an adult somewhere along the line or, or someone in a high schooler. Like, I don't give a shit. Like you're, 
you're still you still got to listen to me there, Hotshot. A little bit, right, yeah. yeah. So you so you get your comeuppance, and I think you can be held in check a little bit, um, in your hometown, which 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 is right. Like you're 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 still at the end of the day, a twelve year old boy that happened to be on a really good baseball team. The key to it, Dave, with those kids is don't peak too soon. <laughs> you're given an opportunity. You're, you're given a shot to be a winning sport, be on TV the whole bit. Because there ain't no guarantee. There ain't no guarantees after 12. Like at 12, 12 years old, and you're uh, you're going to the World Series, and you, you, you got a, little, a ring on your finger, and everybody's watching on TV, and we know your name for a week. Things can go south quick for a lot of these kids. And uh, there's a great 30 for 30 with that team from Oregon. That's uh, Cody, I can't remember his name was, great big pitcher. Um, and he, they won the World Series. They, they beat Taiwan. It was 83. And uh, there was a lot of hate going towards this kid after the fact because he was such a, a good pitcher when he was 12. But when he was 14, he wasn't that good. Well, I imagine it, like for him being the best pitcher when he was 12, he was probably the, the biggest kid there. And the kids that grow biggest, quickest, stop growing first. So he was probably stopped growing at 16. Like I yeah. remember, I remember playing sports and like being 14, 15, there was guys on my team shaving. It was like, Holy Christ, you're shaving already. But you bump into that kid now, a kid. And when you're young adults in your mid twenties, it's now they're bald with a full beard. And it's like, Oh Jesus. Like I, I'm glad I wasn't shaving when I was 14. We, we talked before uh, we went on air today. Uh, about when my, my little league team went to Canadians, uh, we had three kids, like you said, who were, who were big. My, myself was one of them. I was six foot two, I think 145 pounds. I haven't grown an inch since I was 13 years old. So um, it didn't hurt that there were three of us that could throw the ball a little bit and uh, hit a little bit. And then he had a bunch of bit players here and there. Like, we're all important parts of the team. But um, Little League, if you get like, in, you, you watch, if you get big first, you, you watch your, you, you watch your boy Jasper's team play this year. Uh, the kid, the team that has three pitchers, they usually have a pretty good shot at winning a little game. Oh, no doubt. Like, like at, at, at house league level, it's all about throwing strikes. Yeah. If you can have anybody that throws strikes, then obviously at the little league world series, you have more than one kid that can throw strikes. Yeah. And, and then like, and now like throwing strikes with some location and, and varying of varying speeds and whatever, like being able to pitch is such yeah, a not huge, just throw, they're pitching. They're pitching. There's some kids who can pitch at that age. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. Every year I've been watching that. I can remember and it's always great to watch and it used to be the uh the teams from uh Asia would, would dominate and the Americans have done pretty well like any team hasn't uh, ever won the world series uh it'd be nice to see it one day but man it it'd be tough it's, so it's, tough because you know like and that's the thing because the such a small you, you have to get one group of kids lightning in a bottle for one year yeah and it, and in the bracket they're in too, because like you mentioned, it's usually an Asia team that wins it. Um, so it's the international side and the American America, side. Yeah. So if they even change it to a North American side, I think the Canadian uh, contingency would have a better chance against six American teams than against Taiwan, the Dominican, and Mexico. Right? Like it's it just yeah. Like you, you look at the major leagues where, where everybody's from. Um, if they're not American, they're Dominican. They're Dominican. And having to go to Dominican and Mexico and everybody else and all those, uh, and plus the Asian teams, Canada, we're, we're, we're in tough. We, we, aren't, we aren't getting a, a, a softball in the, in the round robin play at all. At all. And, and it, it's tough. And that's the way they set it up. And I understand that they have to have an American team in the finals. I, I get it. But I think it wouldn't. Do you get it? Would, would you change it? Oh, for sure. NBC ain't playing, uh, ain't paying X number of million of dollars to have Canada versus uh, Honduras in the finals. No, that wouldn't get very good viewership. Uh, what would be the ideal match? Probably you'd have to go the West with California, I guess, or the, uh, the or a New York team, like New a York Connecticut North team, team like a Drury got when he won his, That's right. right? It's uh no, I, I think it's great, and we talked about we talked about the Willow League World Series forever. I think it's great. Uh, that's what's what's it's a great weekend in sport for just baseball alone. A uh, lot of fun with with the Field of Dreams game, with the Little League World Series starting up. There's kids' stories that that, that you'll uh, 
You'll never hear of. There was also, do you remember this one, Dave? The uh, Danny El Monte story, I think it was, where he, uh, his uh, dad forged his birth certificate back in, oh, Jesus, 2000, 2001. He was 14 years old. He was. He oh, no, I didn't hear. But, but I always hear about the controversy of, of uh, foreign born players and proof of uh, citizenship and I, where they live. Because I believe there was a Taiwan team that actually had to forfeit the title. Yeah. Because they had some, some people out of the zip code. There was a team from Brooklyn that. Uh, yeah, I think it was Daniel Monte. If I, if I got that wrong, please get back to support at Sports uh, at our, our Twitter accounts and our email and whatever else we got going on. But there was one um, American team that they went really far. And this kid threw a no-hitter and a two-hitter um, in, in the preliminaries. And then they got caught a year later. Oh, and, and it's, it's not what you want. Oh, God. And, you know, that, that, that poor kid, because he knew – his dad was doing something wrong. Like he must have moved as well because you I think can't. He was from the Dominican, I believe. I shouldn't. Say oh, it, but oh, yeah. but he he he, his family emigrated. Yes. And oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I understand that. So he ha- well, because you have to be new, because you know, like what you're still playing little league. You were playing little league four years four ago. Four years man. ago. Yeah, well, yeah. You're not twelve anymore, dude. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's and it's it goes to social mode society. We talk about these academies and everything else. And it goes to show that uh, parents take it way too seriously when it gets to that kind of thing. It, it, it's, sad, it's sad that they use their own kids for their own benefit. And it, you, you see it every day, and we talk about it at nauseum. It, it, it's, it's sad when that kind of stuff happens. It is, and, you know, and it's a real thing. And they still, there's still question marks occasionally in the, at the major league level with uh, particularly uh, Cuban pitchers and Cuban players because they'll – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They'll forge a birth certificate to make themselves younger, because when you're 32 in you're real, you, contract. no. But when you're 30, we'll give you that eight years. But when you're 38, we won't. Uh, El Duque uh, Hernandez. You bet. No one know, They still to this day don't know how old the guy is. Yeah, and he's a Yankee icon, and they don't. And he was getting well. I'll just keep it. He was really good, but they didn't know how old he was. So it was uh, interesting. <laughs> Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast. We're back in the saddle. The boys are back together again for. Uh, uh, a meet and greet and everything else it's been uh, been a long time, but uh, we're doing it. Tim, good seeing you yesterday at the golf course Port McLeod for the Red Dog Open. Uh, we had a discussion about Pujols and Molina, and you still think Pujols is a better Cardinal than Molina? I disagree with you one hundred percent, Dave. Who's a better Cardinal, Pujols or Molina? I think I think Molina harder position to play, and he's still there. He stayed there, and that's what we were left with yesterday, there, uh, Tim. But uh, good seeing you yesterday, 1420 Podcast, four beer with a sports talk, and a whole lot more. So yesterday, as I said, we had the Red Dog Open in Fort McLeod, the golf course there. Uh, it was a four-man, four-person scramble, I guess. Uh, two man, woman on each team. We played, uh, there was two foursomes per flight. It was a mixed event. Mixed event. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, like, the the producer couldn't go. She had a a thing with her work here in Lethbridge. So, I got teamed up with Lynn, a friend of ours from years and years ago. Uh, So, I was with Poozer Marcy, uh, Stockton, friends of mine from uh, forever and ever and ever. Uh, Things were going okay. Um, The the beer was flowing like wine. Uh, Of course, we got a. We got into her a little bit. There was no getting around that. Well, that's that's understood. If you're not getting into her, don't don't say yes. Yeah. So we were getting into her a little bit, and then about the uh, we started a hole six. So we played 18 holes. Uh, got to uh, teed off on number four for the second time around. It's a par three. Downhill. Uh, you tee off from up top, and there's a path. Boozer and me are getting the card after we tee off. Our tee shots weren't that good. Uh, all four of us missed, missed, missed the green by a considerable amount. Going down the hill. I can't let tell the story, but it's quite funny. Who's at the wheel? I'm at the wheel. I'm, I'm driving. Boozer says, floor. Okay. So I floor. Marcy and Lynn, for some unknown reason, so I'm blaming them more than anybody. I'm blaming Boozer. They 
they park in the middle of the hill, pretty much. Like, right at the base of the hill. Well, like, sorry, when you say in the middle of the hill, was it right beside the ladies' tee box? No, it was on the hill. Okay. The ladies and men seat off the same tee box up top. We just, and then they decided to, they decided to park at the bottom of the hill instead of just keep, keep, keep driving. So you're going too fast. So though. I'm going to Boozer said Florida at the top. I said, okay, fuck, a few beers, anyway, right? Whatever. Well, yeah, that's Florida. So I just, let's give her. So I'm giving her. And then I get around the corner and then I see this cart in front of me. Well, I hit the fucking brakes. Turn, hit a post. Oh, you went over. <laughs> the cart tipped over. It didn't roll. <laughs> it didn't roll. That's the story that came up about last night later on that the cart rolled. For those of you who are there who are listening, the cart did not roll. <laughs> it tipped over and on top of me. And slid. And it, I was underneath the cart. The guys we were playing with, they came, pulled it off me. No big deal, whatever. No damage to the cart, what? Not a scratch, which is weird. How about your old bones? The bones are a little tender today. <laughs> uh, the I think the eagles uh, are <laughs> a little more bruised than the bones are. Tilted over on me. So, anyways, people are all laughing and whatever. Boozer couldn't. It was whatever. He probably couldn't breathe. He couldn't breathe. He was laughing so hard. But, anyways, to top it off, I made a twelve foot putt for par on that hole. Wow, because your mind wasn't <laughs> on the game anymore. This is okay. Now, I, I have golfed that course. I don't recall yeah. that whole hole in, in particular. This is what I do know about that course. It's not wooded. There's trees that are OB, but like as far as cart paths go, you have fairly good uh, sight lines. Well, this is the one where you don't. Okay, so you, you, you up the, there's, there's one there's one enough room for one cart up and one cart down. Oh, okay. That's it. It's, it's six feet wide. And so when you hit the gas, you could not see that there was an impediment in your in your no, way. No, oh, okay. I could not, so I you bent in the corner, and then now it became all like yeah. red alert. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, fuck me gently. Because you hit the brakes. I hit the brakes. I, oh, I would have been better off to just take evasive action. That's right. And I hit a post and it fell over. Boozer <laughs> couldn't believe how calm I was. He says, uh, I don't even remember what I said. I, I guess what I said was, can someone please lift this card off of me? That, that's what he So it was on your hips or just your legs? The, the, uh, the, the, the awning? The awning, I guess, was on my chest. Okay. And then the cart was on my leg. <laughs> it fell over gradually. Anyway, so I'm laying there. I said, Apparently, what I said was, "Can someone please get this card off of me?" And three guys came over, pulled it up, and we drove away. And like I said, I made I made a twelve foot putt for par. Um, it's not what you want, Dave. Well, but story to be told for decades and decades. And I, I'm guessing you uh, kept your damage deposit on that golf cart because uh, you know the 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 greenskeeper there. Well, the thing was, is that there were other people surveying the damage. We got back to the clubhouse for the award ceremony and stuff, and they said, "Well, this is broken." I said, "No, no, no." That no, was no, there. No, that's not me. <laughs> that wasn't me. Because there was already rust and stuff that was bent. That was broken way before. I said, I never noticed it. But there's no way there was rust from that from me. Without a doubt. Yeah. So there was things that were. That, rust doesn't happen from a crap. That's right. There were things that we were noticing after the fact that we didn't notice beforehand. It still ran. Got you to the end. Honest. We played 17 and 18. Good to go. Made your back. Laugh and tell a story. Clubs everywhere. Uh, there was a bit of a yard sale, yeah. It wasn't good. Uh, the stories, but the, the funny thing is, well, uh, there was another group behind us on this number three. Not one picture was taken. Nothing. Oh, so everything now is going to be be like, as as uh, this event is going to grow bigger and bigger in sub subsequent years. Yeah. Like now, oh, you should have seen like he did it rolled like it did it like thing landed back on his wheels, went up there and sunk a twelve foot putt. Yeah. Like it, that, and that's the thing. Like the story got so big last night. I said, guys, it didn't roll. It tipped. This thing before we got back to clubhouse for like a, the dinner and the awards and stuff. The story was just, and I got a little scratch on my leg, and that was it. Like oh, how's that? Like the way they were talking, there should have been a fatality. Well, because that's it's, it's a better story, yeah, right? So it was uh, the Red Dog Open, the, the second annual, it was a lot of fun. I imagine it was a fourteen twenty, uh, sorry, a four twenty friendly event. There was a lot of people smoking. Um, <laughs> stuff. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, the laughter would have been great. 
back in the homeland, like I said, we saw Tim there. Uh, it was good. Uh, had some good discussions about the shows, people talking about things, this, this and that. But uh, it was a great summer event. Man, man, I love summer, Dave. Summer is better than winter. And, you know, it might get a little warm sometimes, but we're sitting outside in shorts and flip-flops, not inside in the basement huddled in a, a, a by a fire right if your car's gonna start worrying yeah and then like oh jesus those times when we were still together uh going outside and being here for three hours and having to scrape the windows and let the car run you know it's summer's better than winter do you have a goofy summer story that uh, like, like i just told a little bit that's a bit offside not offside but like oh man I Oh, for sure I do. I, I can't recall one right now. If uh, maybe after if we if we take a break and I can I can sure. think and compose a story, but yeah, Lord knows I got up to some major hijinks back in the summer when I was a little bit more uh, when I was a lot more single and what, didn't have to answer. The funny thing is about it is that nobody was upset. They're like, well, yeah, it was bound to happen. That many people on a course, well, someone was going to do it. Yeah, no, no, no. And, I, and I've been at courses. I, I've seen it. I was at Waterton once uh, doing a, a golf tournament. And there's some really steep declines there. And one guy came down, he floored it. And like, holy Christ, you're going to roll. Like I was positive. And then the like, same thing. He, at the bottom, like those carts, if you're unfamiliar, you know, you hit the brakes and it's such an unstable vehicle. It has that wide wheelbase, but then it just starts fishtailing. And if you're fishtailing, going down uh, any kind of side hill, the ass is going to go sideways, and then you fall down. And I saw it happen, and I laughed my balls off. Oh, oh yeah, was that was, funny? There was no Jesus laugh. Christ, Dick, you're going to... And then he was down. There was, uh, there was a lot of laughter. There's no doubt about that. People are wondering what we talk about, talk about on the podcast today about the situation here. But uh, that, that's what happened. Going too fast. Probably shouldn't have been driving golf properly. That's the funny thing about golf carts. They give you booze and they give you keys. But at the end of the day, you're still alive. Yeah. Then no one's going to lose their life. Like I'm not saying it's never happened. And, and there has to be something. has got to go sideways for someone. To lose Sooner life. or later. Like we've all heard stories about uh, a golf cart, a golf cart ending up in a Creek or, or, or a lake or, I didn't realize it was that soft, but it's, it's the water, right? You can't drive into cattails, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, we've all heard those stories. Funny stuff. But Anyways, 1420 podcast. Yes, uh, they got people at the show. They, they love it. They uh, give me ideas about things. They were hoping that this story made me the, uh, the show today. Uh, it was uh, quite the event yesterday. Red Dog Open, Pump and Bob. Uh, do it again next year. Hopefully, Dave, you can join us. It was uh, a lot of fun. Dan DeGuinness is actually asking where you were yesterday. So uh, hopefully you don't know them, of course. But it's, uh, he, uh, so he gets a kick out of you and everything else. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'll take that compliment. Yeah, 3D. 1420 Podcast. Four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. Make sure you subscribe. Talk to people on the show. And uh, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, uh, give us likes and share and all that stuff. Dave, what else? I, w- I would imagine, too, there with the Red Dog Open. It's, it's being a nine-hole course. And how many... How many foursomes did you have out there? There was 72 people, 18 foursomes. 18 foursomes. So, like, you guys own the course. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that gives that gives a group a lot of freedom. Oh, yeah. Whereas uh, when you go to another course in Southern Alberta, some of these bigger 18 thing, like, you 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 kind of got to mind yourself because... Yeah, it was uh, it was the Red Dog Open. It was mayhem. And that was it. There was jello shots and fireball and whatever it was a frat party it was 10 a.m till whatever time we're done that night it was, uh, it was a frat party and uh, it was wow it was uh, which allows for hijinks like that to happen with a, yeah i have uh, no doubt a lot of fun new new stories were made i can only imagine what the stories were about the uh the car turned tipping over last night not flipping over big difference uh yeah it was something it was like uh, next year, Dave, to join. Okay, I'll be there. Here we go. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, Dave, baseball season's getting into a groove here, and those rivalries are happening, Dodgers, Giants, and that Giants team, they're not going away. They're, they, it's clear. I, 50 games left, and they're, and they're still in first place. They're five games up. On the By Dodgers, a bunch, yeah. And they're probably going to hold on. 
that rivalry is something else. Um, Dave, nowadays, you used to have Oilers, Flames, Yankees, Red Sox, go uh, Islanders, Rangers, and Leafs, Habs, or whoever you want to talk about. A rivalry is more of a, uh, a fan-based thing now, more than a team-based thing because of, of free agency and, and the like. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's totally fan-based now. And, and clubs might may have their rivalries. Um, because as a kid, even until the, uh, the Boston Red Sox got through and finally won their one, um, well, they've obviously won more than that. Until they beat the Yankees that year to win the World Series, uh, to go to the World Series and then win the World Series, that wasn't a rivalry. When one team wins every year, regardless of hate, regardless of vitriol, regardless of anything else. Geography and the whole bit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you can be crosstown rivals. But if one team wins nine of ten games, this isn't a rivalry. This is just another game. This is two points. Yeah, it gets a point. Like uh, I've, I've seen the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry in, in the Bronx. It's fan-based because now you have, because of free agency, Roger Clemens played for both teams. That would never have happened 30 years ago. Yeah. Matt I Damon. Know, Not Matt ago, Damon. Johnny Damon. Further back. Now, we're, we're getting yeah. old, Dave. But, uh, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. That's how it That was started. the curse, yeah. You just think that these – the Flames and Oilers, that's one team that they didn't – they never made a trade. But that was a heated robbery back in the day. Um, but now, do you think there's even a sense of – because these players play so much with each other when they're growing up, and they play internationally so much growing up. They know each other so well. Do you think there's even a hatred between teams at all? The only thing that, that creates hatred between the, uh, the, the, the players on the ice, on the field, is when playoffs are involved. That's the only time. In the regular season, sure, they, they, they care. They care. But when they get emotionally involved is when it's the playoffs. And that's teams have to meet in the playoffs for a rivalry to happen. And the only sport different than that is uh, college football. Like rivalry weekend in college football is different because those rivalries have been going on generation a hundred years. USC Notre Dame. USC Notre Dame, like Michigan, Ohio State, like even Hale Yarvard or whatever, like yeah. Hale Yarvard. Ha! Hale Harvard, Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> Hale Yarvard. Hale Yarvard. But nonetheless, that, yeah, anytime that, uh, <laughs> like anything that, that, that has tradition on its side, um, that lends to rivalry, even though, like, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State has been feeding Michigan its lunch. For the past 10 years and won't stop doing i don't i can't like i i've been paying attention to to that rivalry for 30 odd years now and 10 in a row is 10 in a row and mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service card appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com sign up to learn more that's, you know, a 100-year rivalry. That's 10% of the games. I was fortunate enough a few years back, I think I told the story before in the show, where uh, we went to this bar. We are going to a USC-Notre Dame game. And uh, in, we were in Hollywood. We went to uh, the Sycamore Tavern. And it's a known Ohio State bar uh, watching the big game, Ohio State and Michigan. And those Ohio State people, they met there. Uh, it was fun to watch. I think it's great. The rivalries and the, the, the fandom and everything else with, co with college football is, I think, it's bigger than anything else. I, I agree, and it's something. I don't think, and, I, and I don't think it's close. As a Canadian, I, I don't, 
I'm jealous of it. Like, cause yeah. I don't, I don't 100%. have that. Oh yeah. It, the, 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 the way the fans unite behind their college football team is something that I think is pretty cool. It might be a little over the top at times, but you know what, what good thing isn't over the top a little bit. No, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, if you were to, let's take college football out of it. Most can say that that's the biggest uh, rivalries in, in sports. What's a, a rivalry? It's not Yankees, Red Sox anymore at all. What's the biggest rivalry sports now in, in your opinion? Take a college football. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give a couple in, in, in each sport. I would say in baseball, it's Dodgers, Giants. Yeah, they ain't going away. And uh, Cubs, Cardinals. And once again, because they've been in the same division forever, right? And and obviously Yankees, Red Sox. The Jays don't have a natural rival. Um, that's where I'm going to say it. Baseball. In baseball, I'm going to I'm going to say because what happened in in, in uh, 18, or 17, whatever year it was. Uh, Astros, Yankees is a much bigger rivalry now than Yankees, Red Sox. Dodgers, Giants is right there. Uh, yeah, I, the the Astros rivalry with the league is really huge. A lot, a lot of people hate the Astros. Yeah, and 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 they will, and and they will because what happened happened, and the, the no repercussions for the players. Um, going on to NFL football, I think a good rivalry is the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams barely successful in the last 10 to 15 years, yeah. and, and they hate each other. Um, the Broncos and the Raiders, people hate the Raiders, and even to a bigger extent, the Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs hate each other. That's a, that's the truth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really hate each other. That AFC West has good rivalries. The NFL football, the, the, and that's the thing, the fans are more rivalry than the players are. You don't see players stick with teams for their entire careers very often. Do, do you think Tom Brady, who was with, with the Chiefs uh, for a long time, do you think he's a got a uh, rivalry in his head? What what's he with Brady? Oh, I don't think he cares. Do you know why? Because he has scoreboards. He has scoreboards. Maybe the Giants. Maybe Eli Manning. That's his loss to them twice yeah. in the Super Bowl. Maybe. You know, like, like, and that's it. I, I, I honestly don't think Brady loses a, a millisecond of sleep sleeping on his gold-plated pillow next to his rock star wife. I think he's, he's okay. Yeah. You know. But do you think, do you think he's like Eli on speed dial? No. Share contact. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I, I, I think he has. I think him and Peyton are genuine friends. Uh, Peyton uh, got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and yeah. and and Brady was went there. there. Brady went there, yeah. And he and Peyton, his speech was funny. That Peyton Manning, he has an it factor. He knows how to work a room and work a mic, man. He's funny. He's a and funny I guy. When he came came in the league out of Tennessee, and it didn't go so good in the office the first year. Like, what the hell happened here? And uh, he turned into an all timer. It's uh, it's it. That's one thing I, I like about college football is you watch these kids when they're kids. And then most of them don't even come close. But the ones that do, you, you say, I watched that kid at Alabama. I watched this kid at... Remember this, when. Remember when. Yeah. And that's my, my one thing about college, college football I, I really enjoy. You see, uh, it's like junior hockey is the same thing. But uh, college football, like it's, uh, it's, there's such an overturn of kids, obviously, every year. And uh, the ones that make it, you remember. Yeah, because that's it. That, 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 that's what keeps you engaged as a sports fan throughout the years, right? You're a fan of the sport now. You're going to watch the kids when they're 14. You're going to watch them when they're playing uh, whatever. Like, so in Lethbridge, you're watching them when they're playing uh, Golden Hawks or Junior Hurricanes, whatever the hell they call them now. Yeah. And then you're watching them play for the Hurricanes. And then you're, you're, you know when they got drafted and you got an eye out for them. And then you, you when the Blues are playing – you got an idea that, hey, they drafted that kid from Fort McLeod that played for the Hurricanes, yeah, right? No, and so now it makes you a little bit more in tune to what that team's doing now. No, it's uh, sports like it's uh, kind of in a dog days of the summer here, like I said earlier on. But uh, with the Little Gross Series and the Field of Dreams game, it's kind of a not, not a dead time of, of, of in the sporting world. It's a little bit slow, 
but the things that are happening are, are pretty great. You're getting wrapped up the football season. Baseball playoffs are going to be coming around and, and the like. But uh, it's, uh, it's a good time to be a sports fan compared to this time last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because things are opening up and whether you want to be vaxxed or not and, and the different places in the different parts of the country, uh, USA is what I'm talking about. Uh, they have, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they have vaccination requirements and go to the game, get back, go to the, go to the game, get back to normal. Um, as far as uh, a hockey goes, I think a rivalry that will never die is like, it's kind of a, a, tri- a, a triangle rivalry. The Habs the Leafs and the Boston Bruins. Those three, six. those three teams hate each other. The fan base. Yes. Yeah. They re and I, and I think it transfers onto the, onto the ice too, because they, they do play each other in the playoffs. They're all once, on the East. Once you put right? the Jersey on, do you think the alumni, do you think the alumni who go to games more often, alumni association are much bigger than they used to be. Do you think, you're saying beat these fuckers. Yeah, so it's in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. In the regular season, they understand. Yeah. Right. They're pros too. Yeah. Game, but like if they're playing in the playoffs, they're there to pump up that team. I remember beating these guys back in 75. And losing these guys. Please beat these guys for my well For my loving. Yeah. I'll never forget the game. I copped it up or whatever. And I and I and it cost me thousands of sleepless nights over the year. I can't get out of my head. Beat these cocksuckers. No, it's uh it's it's fun to watch and it's great and how how the emotions can, can just go a little bit overboard with fandom. But when the players don't care more than the players is my kind of my thought process. When you're playing for heart, not for the check, right? And that's what happens when rivalry emotion takes over. And, and when emotion takes over, you got these players that can't check their emotions. Like Shifley happened to him in the playoffs. It happens to who's that knucklehead? Uh, Kadri, it's happened to him oh, three times. Idiot, eh? Like, check yourself. He just he just can't control his emotions. He did it twice for the Leafs and once for the Avalanche. How can you trust a guy? That probably cost him not just playoff rounds, but that probably cost him a lot of money for pre-existing If you can't be trusted when the stakes are the highest, what good are you? And and I, as effective a player he is, he's not an all-star. He's yeah. not a superstar. But he's a very effective player when he keeps his head in check. And, and he can't. And he can't. And, and a player like that, he's, he's never been tested in the playoffs, is that Kachuk with the Flames. Like, he, he plays on the edge. And those are the players you, you like. Tom Wilson, who's not afraid to go turbo. No, he, he goes turbo. That's what we haven't <laughs> talked about in a long time. Maybe we we got to get back to that. Maybe on Tuesday this week we'll bring out turbo or spaz. That was a very funny comment. Uh, show of pass. There we go. 1420 podcast. We're coming up on a one-year anniversary. Uh, Friday, I guess it is, with Dave's got camping and Deanne's birthday's on the 19th. We're going to work our schedule to have a, a one-year anniversary show. We'll figure it out throughout the week. Uh, things are slowing down a little bit. The Wimple's coming to an end. Golf's coming to an end. Rolling golf carts. Pets heads are falling off. Uh, you, know, you know what's going on anymore, Dave, but uh, we'll figure it out this week. Uh, 1420 podcast. Four viewers, sports talk, and a whole bunch more. 1420 podcast, four beer with a sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, for those who might listen for the first time, 1420 came about a year ago almost to the day. Uh, three 55 milliliters of beer and a can of beer. Uh, times four is 1420. That's how we got 1420 uh, sports podcast. Uh, we enjoy doing this to you guys. We come up with different segments over the years. Uh, we were just talking off air a little bit about Turbo versus Spaz. That's when, uh, Jim, I hope you're going to get some. Uh, the clips from that one for our best of uh, anniversary show. But uh, one segment that uh, dreamt up one day, who is better? We did one not too long ago uh, with just the uh, name games, uh, first names or last names, who, who's better? Dave, I got, uh, I got uh, seven or eight of them here. If you can think of one in between hand, uh, let me know. Uh, Dave, who is better, Roger Clemens or Roger Federer? Roger Federer. Roger Federer, no steroids, and we all know how I feel about that. I, I'm, I'm quite clear on that, and there's no doubt that Roger Clemens, um, five Cy Youngs? Uh, all that. Yeah. Two with the Jays. Uh, yeah. 
like I, I think he has five Cy Youngs and, and dominant, dominant pitcher, money all-timer. pitcher. Yeah, an all-timer, but that steroid question um, clouds my mind. Roger Federer, I think being the number one tennis player in the world for 10 years and being a top three for 20 is an accomplishment which 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 any athlete would be happy to to do obviously any athlete but like to be as dominant as long as he has and seems like a pretty cool guy whereas roger clements seems a lot of oh so much red ass i don't even know how that guy sits i was gonna ask maybe for next show but uh athletes who play a sport where they're by themselves i have the utmost respect for it it's them or nothing like Which you, is like, like when you got tennis, golf, where you don't depend on anybody else. It's it's you against the world. I think that those guys who can can do that, I think it's unbelievable. And then, then like as far as team sports goes, like there's like as with team sports, uh, a goaltender, a starting pitcher, and a um, quarterback. Yeah. That's kind of the mindset within a team setting. So but but if, somebody else to help right. Them. But if you shit the bed, your team loses. Yeah. Um, you can play well your team might lose but like with golf and tennis it's you against the world. it's you against the world it's and here's the score i win or i don't make any money yes it's not the ref fault it's not uh, a cheap penalty in the end sink that fucking putt we are uh, gonna get to another one i probably know the answer to this because of your, your view on steroids but the, the question has to be asked uh, a better sam sam alone or sammy sosa oh sam alone any day all day mayday Sammy Sosa, we wouldn't even really know his name if it wasn't for steroids. Roger Clemens, we would know his name if it wasn't for steroids. And that's the thing with Clemens and Bonds. They were both really good without. Yes. And they both just... They, they must have small penises. Or just... just, just They saw... I, what I th- kind of truck does Roger Clemens have? Oh, it's big... I would Alberta truck. Oh yeah, it's like burning he, diesel. Oh yeah, maybe with the stacks and 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 like the coal burners. With the fuck Trudeau sticker on it. Probably, if he lived here, I'm guessing it does. Uh here's one. And and with the uh the ball sack hanging on the trailer oh, hitch. Jesus. Uh, guy, you know, the, I blame parenting. Ball sack on the trailer hitch. Trailer hitch. Your parents didn't didn't do you right. It's well, no, that's not necessarily true. It, 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 it's you uh, maybe. I, I I'm not going to judge the parents I on am. that, but you I know. The hockey coach once told me, "Build a board, may rest in peace." He said, "Never do anything to embarrass your parents." So if that parent, if that person's parents aren't aren't giving him shit, that means that they're like that too. What if your parents embarrass you on a regular basis as a kid? You got time for a story? We always have time for I got my father kicked out of a soccer game. Oh. And he was there to cheer me on. Yeah. He, my dad liked to uh, be a boorish fan. Mm-hmm. We were probably around 16. I remember the field. And he was yelling. And he was yelling. And then it was just like, God, oh, Jesus, dad. And then so I went to the ref. And I said, can you control that guy, please? And he goes, well, okay, yeah. And then I go, like, like he's not one of our fans. And I had the ref come in. And then the, the team on the other side, my brother was on the field with me. He can attest to this. And then the other team was like, I don't know whose dad that is. Whose dad is that? Whose dad is this? And then the ref, like, finally came over and said, you out. He got, he got kicked out. And he had, my father had no idea it was me till this day. <laughs> At the age of 16, my brother, my brother can attest to that story. But go ahead. <laughs> and anyone that knows my father can believe that story. There you go. Who is better? Uh, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Hall of Famer, Billy Smith, New York Islanders, or Bill Murray? Who, you know, I am fond of both of them. Before I was an Oilers fan, I really liked um, the Islanders. I liked the Islanders because, excuse me, they were, they were a dynasty. Um, they had a couple Sutters on that team. 
they won. Brett and Dwayne, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I love Clark Gillies and his big old stash. He yeah. scared me a little bit, which is always good. Those Islander teams, they, they, the thing about those John Tonelli, old Death Leopard Bronco. Or Trache, sorry, not Tonelli. They look like men. Oh, yeah. They were men. The ones that weren't wearing the helmet were bald yeah. back to the top. They, um, Bill Murray. Hit and miss. He's not always quality content, but I do dig his action. I'm going to say Bill Murray. Bill Murray or Billy Smith? I think so. That's a tight race. I, I that was a tight race. I know Billy Smith's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, okay. Two all-timers, Hall of Fame guys. It's a tough, it's a toss-up. Who is better Dave? Justin Timberlake. Or Justin Verlander. Verlander. And who, if they were both single, would have better bar play? Um, wow. On that <laughs> note, you know, when you're when you're a big leaguer or a pop star, like okay, so here here I think it's gonna be a different crowd because uh uh Timberlake when he goes out, he is behind the ropes. Yeah. Whereas Verlander, I think, is blended. more yeah, is more blended. He's going out with the boys and they're sitting around and, and like and then and then compared to, to pop stars when we started everything else, athletes can blend in if, if you're at a certain level. Yes. Because nobody actually knows who these guys are. Right. No and, one watches it. Right. And then when you pile into a bar, like someone's gonna know who you are. But when Timberlake Timber Timberlake don't go to a bar, he goes to the club. Yeah. And he has his whatever crystal, what it, like it's ready for him on the table, bottle service behind the the, the the red rope, he, like he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's there, right? Like so, he's not mingling. So I'm gonna give Verlander the bar play, and but and you know, and, and I, I don't, I just don't 100% get Timberlake. I respect his talent. I respect his abilities. But I would, I myself would rather be Ver, Verlander than Timberlake. Kate Upton, right? Yeah, Kate Upton's his wife. Yeah. Uh, she's she's a curvy woman. Um, seems to have a pretty decent head on her shoulders. Right, so not feeling there. Um, nineteen ninety three. What I think should have been the World Series MVP. Kelly Gruber or the first American Idol winner, Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> My Life Would Suck Without You is a great <laughs> tune. I love that tune. What's uh, her other one that's really funny? Um, the Keys Down the Car. Oh. Isn't that her? Scratch My Keys on. Oh, I can't. There's uh, one that I, I laugh like a bastard. When I know the word. And she has a good attitude as well. And yeah. I'm not a pop music uh, guy anymore. Like if it's not 80s pop early 90s pop then i then i kind of missed the boat on that um kelly gruber uh i'll always remember him sliding oh yeah he was a better third baseman than josh donaldson in my mind um i love Gruber. oh yeah remember that 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 world series he slid into home plate and hit his chin oh that that was stottlemyre that bruised their chin yeah Yeah. (laughs) white sleeves on his jacket yeah gruber was was great yeah he was great like uh my fondness for Kelly Gruber is going to win the day on this one. Um, Kelly Clarkson, American Idol, kind of taints it for me a little bit. Um, I'm going to call this one a draw. Draw. I'm going to call it a draw because Gruber didn't have even in the World Series area, he wasn't in every day. No, see, when they Ed Sprague, they had when they, they played in the National League building a lot of yeah. yeah stuff it was out. between him and Ed Sprague. Sprague was a good player. Yeah, he, he was, was good. Kelly Gruber. Well, Gruber had great head of hair. Oh yeah, Gruber was a gamer too. Yeah. Uh, George Michael or George Foreman? Oh, George Michael all day every day. George Foreman had a hell of a career. Um, he was uh, when he it's lost. Like you knew what this question was. You're rehearsing the. Uh, oh, I have. For those of you listening, we we do not share this information before we, we go on the air. Certain iconic individuals, no. the, a guy being who I am, I have I have clear, def- definite opinions on people. Uh, George Foreman got uh, got rook because uh, when Muhammad Ali beat him in the Rumble in the Jungle, yep. he's the first heavyweight champion not to get a rematch. So he never got a rematch. And that was a little unfair to him. 
but because they wanted to get uh, Ollie versus Norton and Frazier again to make some money. Um, George Michael, that guy was a fucking rock star. That guy could sing. Oh, that guy could sing. Oh, he sings so well. And at the end of the day, if you give me a tune that I can tap my toe to, Freedom from that album, love that song. That's like a top tenor for me. I have that on a lot of play mixes. I have a DVD. People don't play DVDs anymore, but uh, the Queen tribute show, Freddie Mercury, the Mm Ace concert. When George came on stage, unbelievable. That same thing. There was I. I saw. I saw it. uh, It was on uh, my Twitter feed a while back. Um, They rehearsed for those things. You believe that they rehearsed? I didn't know that. I thought they just got out there and sang. Nonetheless, he was he was rehearsing that "Somebody to Love" song, and Mick Jagger. And David Bowie were standing on the side, like twenty feet away, watching him re- 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 rehearse. And they were they they stood there the whole time and watched him, and they talked to each other. Awesome. And then they and then they had Bowie having a cigarette and and thing. And then they, they they respect talent, knows talent, and those two Hall of Famers recognize the talent in George Michael. I got two more uh, fictional characters versus a uh, athlete. Kevin Durant, uh, NBA superstar, or Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years? Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant. I love the Wonder Years. Oh, same. With that little voice uh, over by uh, Howard Stern. No, not Howard Stern. Daniel Stern, I think, was the, the voiceover. With him and Winnie Cooper. And 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 uh, who is his nerd friend with the glasses? Paul, oh, Paul not Schaefer. Piper. Piper, yeah, Piper, and, and there was the rumor that he turned into uh, uh, Marilyn Manson, but that no, no, it is not true. Um, I love the Wonder Years as well. That was a great I'm show. Kevin Kevin yeah, because Kevin Durant, for all his talent, why he, why that guy is so thin-skinned? He I'll can't n- get out of his own way. Yeah, like even after the Olympics, the first thing I saw it on my Twitter machine, uh, him and uh, what's his name, Draymond Green, were throwing shade at Kevin Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, yeah. who has a talk show now and was saying these guys aren't going to win and stuff. And then the first thing, as they're coming off from getting their gold medal, they're saying, hey, what do you think about that, Perkins? What the fuck do you care about what Kendrick Perkins thinks about you? I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's why I say Kevin Arnold. If you were a professional athlete, basically, you know, rock stars on the athletes, not the rock stars or anything else, would, would you be on social media? Perhaps. I don't know. I, I really don't know because... Yeah, no question, Dave. Yeah, no. It uh, uh, depends. If I was the superstar, probably not. If I was the Ham and Ager, Ham and probably. Ager would be... But I, yeah. I, I would like, like to be the net that made a career out of it. Exactly. Chicklets or anything else. Yep. Like, if I know, like, so I'm 25 and I got a decent head and, like, I can engage yeah. and, and, and make a presence... Knowing that my, I'm going to play to maybe 31 if I'm lucky. Lucky. Yeah. I got two contracts. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to milk this and just and try and make a presence. Make dough afterwards. Right. Uh, to make some dough with as little effort as possible. That's like, and just show my personality. And, and in life, really. Is, yeah, exactly. Just, just, just keep a roof over your head and food on your table, and then you're fine. I, yeah, I, I think, but as a, as a superstar, Stay off it. I don't think there's anything good that can happen. No, no, there's, there's no good come out of that because someone's going to dislike you no matter what. Yeah, and then you're going to have to listen to the trolls. You say left, they say right. Even they say up, they say down. With my minimal impact on on, on social media, I'm always careful because I don't want to. Anyone that follows me on my uh, dogmatics account knows that I like I tweet a lot of po- politics stuff. I'm very careful when I do this politics stuff because. If you raise the wrong kind of trolls, then I'm going to have to shut that account down. Yeah. Because I can't, I don't got time to block people like that. I got one more fictional versus athlete Fred Couples or Freddie Flintstone? Uh, you know, Freddie, everybody loves Fred Couples. And for the longest time, I didn't understand why people love Fred Couples. But, you know, that guy, solid guy fucking cool yeah he lived he a life he, he, walks he, he cool. was he was kind of like his fr- swing is cool he's just cool. 
cool. He was Frank Sinatra playing golf. Yeah. Right. Cool. Just really golf. Probably a little bit underaccomplished for his talent for enough. his career. Probably didn't win enough, but living the life. Yeah. And did okay. And he's not hurt. no, no, God, he's not hurting. And Fred Flintstone. Uh, a buffoon. He was a buffoon. He was a lovable buffoon, and and he was funny, but he was verbally abusive to his best friend and his wife. Um, he did love he, he did love them both, but when he got pebbles, oh, he he lightened up a little. Bit. He did. He did. He did lighten up a bit. He <laughs> hated his mother in law. That was funny. Yeah. yeah, but I would I would say I would be Freddie Couples before I was, and I fucked fuck pedal in my ass like right like you got a car but you're like you're walking everywhere yeah what happens when there, there's no hills in bedrock what happened when they had to go hit uphill with those rock wheels going like you could have everybody pedaling freddie couples or freddie flintstone. they can have a, a treadmill for the elevators well why don't put a treadmill in the in the flintstone mobile if you if you want to dissect the flintstones they didn't do some things properly just like they had technology for this but not none for that which is the same thing yeah they could use this for that, not for this, but they never did. Yeah, like why? Like just walk. Yeah. Like, and that's you're going downhill. What was weird about those Hanna Barbera uh, cartoons back in the day was you had the Jetsons and then you had the Flintstones. The Jetsons, we're nowhere near close to getting to the Jetsons. Are we closer to the like now in 2021? Are we closer to the Flintstones or the Jetsons? Well, I would say the Jetsons. Because just for the simple fact of the video phone, FaceTiming now, and Zoom calling, uh, right? Because that was unheard of, right? Jetson! Yeah. Spacely Sprockets. Yes, Mr. Spacely. And it was always... Uh, Would you go back 30 years? Oh, in a heartbeat. No phones, no this, no that. We listen to the radio. Done. There's no podcast, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Are we too overloaded? everyone's choice of how they do their day-to-day is their own choice and and when you when you're when you work you're indebted you have to you have to be on email you have to answer the emails you have to you have to be able to like be in touch in 20 minutes not someone taking your calls not someone this you got to do this you got to do this you got to you have to be in touch reachable and I don't mind it. And that's why when we go camping this weekend, I will be unreachable. When we went camping a little bit, uh, being unreachable is, is, is such a treat. I, uh, this weekend, I turned off the work phone, left it here, went to the Red Dog Open, tipping cards, not rolling, tipping. Uh, and you know what? The world went on. I'm fine. And you're back. And you know what? You're going to turn it on tomorrow and, and well, listen to some voicemails. Stuff, but anyways. Yeah. Dave, good show. Good to have you back in the tavern, one in the tavern, but in the backyard. Go ahead, Dave. Cart tipping or cow tipping? Cow tipping. <laughs> because cart tipping could become hurtful to, the, to my body. Uh, I'm going to go cow tipping, not cart tipping. Have you ever tipped a cow? No. I've heard the things. I don't even know if this is true. Have you? We should try it. Well. Long weekend coming up. Do you got a cow? Find you got a person? Yeah, I, I know a guy. Are they going to let us tip the cow? No. I don't know why they wouldn't. Well, I don't know if it's true. I, I think this is a little wise I don't think get that sneak dip on a cow. Well, no, I, I don't I, think I, cows actually sleep standing up. I think they do. I don't. But here's my they're thing. They're not that lazy where they won't just sit down. But so now this is a thousand if pound. If you're too lazy to lie down. This is a thousand pound animal. Sleeping, standing up. They're not. They're not standing they're, up. They're not very tippable. No. You gotta like. You gotta hit that you thing gotta, with. You gotta hit it with a car. Golf cart it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Two of us pushing up. Uh. She's I, a four-man operation. I think there's a better chance of me going home with a short, short, short <laughs> sore, a, a sore shoulder than waking up a cow, cow on the no ground. Does cow tipping work? Has, has anyone done it? Up. I would really like to know that and. And if not partake, witness. Yeah, if you have witnessed or know of a story of someone tipping over a cow or tipping over a golf cart, let us know on the 1420 podcast, uh, Twitter account, Facebook accounts, Instagram, whatever, 1420sports at gmail.com. Dave, 
Good to have you back to Tavern again. It was a good show tonight. Uh, Friday weekend's over. Weekend till Friday. It's Sunday afternoon, brother. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon. Wow, geez, you take a couple Friday, of days off work. Whatever, whatever. Well, no, got to get home. Got to do some shit. Uh, Monday's a school day. And uh, we'll see you this week, buddy. Yeah, 1420 Sports, one-year anniversary is uh, coming up on Friday. We'll, we'll figure it out this week how we're going to figure it out. But uh, a lot of fun today, Dave. Good to have you back. Love to be back. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.